Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. It's your boy Johnny Clutch talking about the latest sports news and giving hot takes in the sports that I love. As we all know, the NBA playoffs are about to begin today, so let's get right into the preview of each and every series. First off, we got the Bucks versus the Pistons. Now, in my opinion, probably the least enticing series to watch, but I could be wrong, you never know. I just feel that the Pistons are overmatched, and they truly just have no clear advantage. The only one you can really think of that maybe they have is Andre Drummond, but Brooke Lopez is really no slouch in the paint, so I really think he can offset a lot of what Drummond can do. And if the Pistons are going to have any prayer of winning the series or even just making it a series by winning a game or two, Blake Griffin needs to be 100%, and that, that may not be the case right now. He's had a sore knee lately, and he didn't even play in their season finale in a game that they needed to make the playoffs. They ended up not needing him against the Knicks. You really don't need much to beat the Knicks these days, but they're going to definitely need him in this series against Milwaukee, a number one seed and the best team in the regular season. And the Pistons just have no true answer for Giannis. The Greek freak honestly should have his way. Name one guy on the Pistons that can guard Giannis. There's not really many guys that can guard uh, Giannis, but the Pistons just really have no, not even a remote answer for a guy that can even slow him down. The only interesting thing to me is uh, is if whether Malcolm Brogdon or Nikola Mirotic can make a return during this series. Uh, I've been hearing that Mirotic may play game one, while Brogdon is likely going to be out until the second round. But I don't feel they need either of those guys anyway to dispose the Pistons very easily. I'm taking the Bucks in four. Next up, we have the Raptors against the Magic. Now, the Raptors are clearly the better team here, but give Orlando credit. They've been playing very well lately and deserve to be in the playoffs. I feel their matchup against Orlando big man Nikola Vucevic, who's had an amazing season and is probably the most underrated center in the league. Uh, I think this will prove Marcus Gasol's worth in that trade and see if it was actually worth it. If he can stop Vucevic to any extent, it will prove that the Raptors were right and they needed Marcus Gasol for a playoff run over someone like Jonas Valanciunas. The Raptors are deep and they're healthy. They have Jeremy Lin, Fred Van Fleet, and Abaka coming off the bench. And when you look at it, they have five of the six best players in the series. I go from Kawhi, then it goes to Vucevic at second. Then it's all Raptor players, you know, three for six, Siakam, Lowry, Ibaka, Gasol in that order. I don't see the Raptors having really any problems in this series. I'm going to take another sweep here, Raptors in four. Next up, we have the 76ers against the Nets. Now, in my opinion, this is probably the most exciting series to watch in the East. To me, what makes Brooklyn really dangerous in this series is that they're very gritty, they play hard, and they're playing with zero pressure. But the Sixers are obviously clearly the more talented teams. Uh, it seems that the Sixers will be without Embiid for at least game one. If he doesn't play the whole series or at least a minimum a big chunk of it, the series could get a little interesting. But Brooklyn is still very inexperienced and all of their core players are making their first playoff appearance. A lot of my predictions going to depend on how much Embiid plays in this series. I still feel even without Embiid, the Sixers are by far the better, maybe not by far the better team because they still have some flaws, especially considering that they still have some chemistry issues. They trade, just traded for Jimmy Butler and Tobias Harris this season, and Ben Simmons can't make anything outside of 10 feet. You can't say the Sixers are definitely a, a great defensive team, though, but with Embiid gone, that, you know, a lot of what they can do on defense is taken away. I'm going to say 
if Embiid, I'm gonna I'm gonna base my prediction off of if Embiid misses the first four games of the series. Let's go along with that, and I'm gonna say the series will be tied at two. Embiid will come back game five and they'll win two in a row and end up winning the series in six. I'll put my prediction on that. The last series in the East will be the Celtics against the Pacers. Uh, the Pacers played very well to get here after Old Depot's injury. Give them a lot of credit. But it'll be tough to win this series without him. But at the end, I give the Pacers a lot of credit for overachieving. On the flip side, you have Boston, who has been probably the biggest underachiever in the East this season. They were favorites to win the conference before the season started. But now I'm having doubts they even make it out of the second round. However, the Pacers really tailed off towards the end of the season. They're 4-9 in their last 13 regular season games. And... Boston may have underachieved, but they're clearly the more talented team. Clear, uh, maybe not better coach. I'll say maybe coaching's about even. I'll give maybe Stevens a slight edge because Nate McMillan's done a great job this season. But I just feel they should handle this one pretty easily. Uh, their real test will come in the second round against the Bucks. Celtics are going to win this one in five games. Now let's get to the Western Conference. First matchup in the Western Conference I'm going to go over is the Warriors against the Clippers. Now, we all know the eventual winner of this series, but I feel the Clippers can give the Warriors a couple of tough games, but it's just clear the Warriors just have a huge talent advantage. They have five all-stars in their team, but the Clippers are going to be playing free and easy. They got nothing to lose. So a lot like Brooklyn's situation in the Eastern Conference. Um, I get clues to the Clippers for having a great season. They exceeded what the expectations they were given, but it's the Warriors. I would like to see a better series, but Warriors in five... I feel the Warriors are going to win the first three games. They're going to relax that fourth game. The Clippers are still going to come out and play hard. The Clippers will win that, and the Warriors will dispose of them easily in game five. The Nuggets against the Spurs, the next matchup we're going to look at. Uh, interesting series. Uh, I feel this could be the most interesting one out of the entire first round of the playoffs. Uh, we get to see if Denver is for real against a coach and a team full of playoff experience. Uh, even though it's not the Spurs of old, Aldridge and DeRozan have played a lot of big games. Uh, the, the Nuggets clearly lack, like I said, they ne- clearly lack uh, playoff experience outside of Paul Millsap. But they are deep, especially at guard, which could maybe offset that because there's going to be a lot of jitters for the Nuggets. And, you know, maybe if, you know, if you have a lot of guys you can go to, just say if Jamal Murray and Will Barton are having an off game, that's all right. You got guys like Gary Harris, uh, Malik Beasley was playing really well off the bench for him, especially when they had all of their injuries. Uh, Monte Morris had a lot of good stretches during the season. I just feel also a really big thing of the Nuggets. I mentioned Paul Millsap. I just feel his voice in the locker room more than anything. I think he, his voice in the locker room might be even worth more than his play. He's really the only guy in that locker room that has played in a ton of big games. I'm definitely going to be seeing how Nikola Jokic uh, looks in his first playoff appearance. I feel that the Spurs really don't have an answer for him. He's probably going to be seeing a lot of Jacopoto. Uh, You could see some LaMarcus Aldridge defending against him if the Spurs go small. And I feel Jokic, he he averages basically 20, 10, and 7 assists. That's incredible. 7 assists is incredible for a big man. And I don't see any reason why he can't at least meet or exceed that in this matchup against the Spurs. I'm also going to be looking at DeMar DeRozan. We're all aware of his shortcomings in the playoffs with the Toronto Raptors. Uh, He always just seemed like he was never the same player in the playoffs with those teams. 
we'll see if under Greg Popovich he can turn over a new leaf in the playoffs. I think the series is going to go back and forth. I'm going to take the Nuggets in seven. I think the Nuggets will have a lot of bumps in the road during the series, but I feel they're going to come out on top. The next matchup I'm going to look at is the Trailblazers against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Now, this would be a much better, this probably would be the best series out of the whole first round of the playoffs if both these teams were healthy. I know McCollum of recent is coming back from an injury. He's probably still a little banged up, and they lost Nurkic for the rest of the season. And even for OKC, Paul George is currently dealing with a shoulder injury. He's listed as day-to-day, and they're not really for sure if he can play game one. Uh, the Lord-Westbrook matchup should be very fun to watch. They have a little rivalry going on and always perform great against one each other. They're both definitely going to be up for the challenge in this series. If George does get healthy, Portland has had a lot of difficulty guarding him this season. In four games against the Blazers, he's basically been a trailblazer killer. He's averaged 38 points a game against them. They just don't seem not to have an answer for him. I truly feel if Nurkic was playing... I would give the edge to Portland, but they're just too banged up. I'm going off this prediction thinking that Paul George is going to be all right. I'm taking Oklahoma City in six games. The last series we have to look over is the Rockets against the Jazz. This one will be very interesting to watch with the matchup of the Rockets offense against the Jazz defense. Uh, the Rockets, you know, we all know their, predi- their offense is predicated on shooting threes, and the Jazz you know, they let up the least three-point attempts per game. Something's got to give. And the Rockets mostly, with their threes, shoot a ton of layups. They don't really pull up from the rim range. So if, just say, if Utah does stop the three ball, Rudy Gobert can come in the paint, and he's get, and him rim protecting against James Harden and Chris Power and Eric Gordon and whoever else driving in the rim is going to be very key. Uh, the Jazz lack guys that can create their own, own shot outside of Donovan Mitchell. And the Rockets' defense has been one of the best in the league since the All-Star break. So I feel the Rockets' game plan is definitely going to be to get the ball out of Donovan Mitchell's hands as much as possible and let any anyone else beat them. I just feel at the end of the day, Harden's just been way too unstoppable this season. I don't see him losing in the first round. I say the Rockets are going to get a second crack against the Warriors this year, this, this season in the second round. I'm taking the Rockets in this series in six games. So there you have it. Those are all my playoff predictions. Uh, let me let me know on any social media platforms. Give likes, comments. Tell me if you agree or disagree with me on any of these playoff series. I'm definitely very excited to watch the playoffs. It's definitely definitely something I look forward to every year. I hope everyone else enjoys it as well, and I hope we see a lot of good games. I'd like to thank everyone that listened to this podcast. Until next time, it's your boy Johnny Clutch. Peace out.